Are you ready to talk about abortions? Everybody's favorite topic, killing babies. Sponsored by Sheep and YoKratom.com, home of the $6 kilo. I'm coming at you with an opinion-free episode. You do you. You want to have babies. You don't want to kill babies. You want to fornicate with rubbers on. You want to put them in people's buttholes. You want to do it with people from other races, genders. You want to declare yourself a man, have sex with the women, become a lady, then have sex with the man, paint yourself a different color, be a different gender, have sex with that person, get pregnant, keep the baby. Don't keep the baby. I don't care. I don't care. You do you. I, so this is going to be an, uh, an opinion-free, uh, well, I don't know, totally opinion-free, but not too many opinions. I don't care how you live your life. I don't care what you do. You know, just, uh, but you know what I do care about? That you show up to some report store. If there's one thing I do care about, just show up to some report store. We're out here. We're hitting up these porches. We're going hard on these porches. Uh, so this weekend, we're going to be in Sandpoint, Idaho, and then uh, Seattle. Seattle. Uh, I had a bad blast at Porkfest. Thank you, all the Free State Projectors, for having me on. Uh, particularly fun uh, highlights was I got to do an episode with Scott Horton that went out as part of the problem. Uh, we were addressing everything that was going on in Yemen. You guys can go check that out. That was really cool to have done. Uh, I did a live Run Your Mouth podcast on the big stage. There were a couple hundred people that came out for that. Maybe not. I, I think, yeah, maybe like 150. Uh, BK Chris and Andy Melfinari were absolutely hilarious on that one. Uh, we did the stand-up show and well, got really drunk, and then I was on uh, Tower Power. It was a fun couple days. Uh, all right, so let's get into the latest SCOTUS decision. Uh, oh, and I got a dude, I didn't uh, talk amongst yourself. I didn't bring my, my thing up here. I got a whole presentation. I'm going to chill with you guys um, how you could be getting these abortions done at home because, you know, that's the new business that I'm going to be getting into. The economy is about to crash. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes. And if you're trying to forecast for new industries, growth markets, places that you're going to be able to make money, even in a depression, even if there's deflation, well, you got to invest early in the back alley abortion economy. That's where the money's going to be. Invest early. Start walking around your neighborhood. See if you can spot good back alleys uh, that might make for a good property. Once the deflation hits, once all these real estate values start coming down, 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 all of a sudden people are realizing I don't need motorized scooters. I don't need this workout equipment at home. All the stuff that's the storefronts in your area. I don't need a $6 cup of coffee. I mean, things are about to shit the fan. Prices are going to start coming down. And that's going to be your opportunity to buy property and open up your own back alley abortion clinics. And these are going to be new school. These are going to be new school. It's going to be more like a, more like a spa. You know, it's going to be something like lighter. We'll just call it lighter because you can go in there. It's a spa day and you walk out feeling lighter or maybe like more of a Uber type service brings you to the other states. You get picked up, maybe something called like flushies. That, that sounds nice. You get so you get picked up by the flushies van. It's me, you and your other girls. You throw a whole party in the van because, by the way, companies, they're, they're paying for abortion travel. And I can't imagine that there's a limit on that. I can't imagine that at some point HR pulls you in and go, listen. You know, we, we said abortions, but you're being a little bit too much of a slut. I mean, this is your fourth one of the year. I, you, you, your salary is 30K because you're stocking the, sh the shelves here at Dick's Sporting Goods, and we've spent $45,000 in abortions for you this year. I mean, at this point, can we just pay you to actually bring a kid to term and you can take the couple months off? This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, so you already got companies being like, listen, if you're in one of these states, they won't let you get abortion. We'll pay you for the travel. So you got to get in early. Maybe you can become a, like a a travel, uh, you know, person specifically for arranging cross interstate abortion travel. You pick them up in a van, nice luxury experience. You know, th there's going to be money in this. There's going to be money in this. And I can't forecast all the ins and outs of where you're going to be able to make your profits, but profits are on the table. So you want to get on this thing early. All right. What else do I got? What else? 
do I have on my list here? Oh, before we start getting all freaked out about the fact that government's going to take away your ability to have abortions, I'd like to point out how many kids are going to be able to have few kids in the future anyways? How many of us, like, you're already, if you're getting boosted, we know that your swimmers, they're, go, they're going way down in quality, and we've already got Florida in the water. Maybe just add some Plan B to the water. Maybe that's all it would take. Maybe you can have, like, three faucets going. Third one is just uh, just some Plan B. I mean, until we try that, what, what are we even talking about abortions for? Until we at least try, you know, maybe just adding Plan B to all of our water faucets at all times, you know, there might be a good way that we could just be sterilizing the whole population right up front so that we don't even have to get into this abortion debate. I'm just saying there might be a much simpler way for us to be approaching this. And that brings me to my next point, which is, you know, we're here, not necessarily me, but conservatives are like, oh, my God, did we actually get a victory here? Did we actually beat the liberals? And you're just not thinking big enough. You're just not realizing how nefarious these individuals are. You think you got a victory here, but you know what's really going on? The liberals, they're shutting down all of the abortion clinics. They're making it look like you're responsible. And what they're really trying to do is get everybody to start taking birth control so that their hormones change. And then they start walking around with these new feelings that they never had before. If government needs to spend all the money, what we need is to vote for more liberals. And I need to marry myself a bitchy dude. That's why all these women are uh, attracted to these queefs and they like these socialist policies. Uh, go do a study about women who are on birth control, who got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Versus people who are just out there all natural with that. <laughs> You'll find highly liberal individuals. So that's uh, that's the real conspiracy here. It's Nancy Pelosi trying to get everyone onto birth control so that they're fornicating with the bitchy men. And then you end up with even more bitchy men. You end up with even more liberal policies. But I'm on to this. And that's why I'm trying to come up with other solutions, which is put plan B into the water. All right. What else do I got on this thing? Um, I'd like to point out that I'm very confused. Because I would think we should be listening to people of color. I would think that if you got a black dude and he got himself all the way to the top of the Supreme Court. I mean, think about the troubles and tribulations that you would have to go through to be a man of color and reach such pinnacles of success in your career. And you would think that if you've gone through all these troubles and tribulations, the perspective that that man would have, I would feel like he would be on the pinnacle of we should listen to you privilege. You know, if you, because if you don't live a privileged life, then you get the privilege of we should listen to you. Hey, I'm a minority. I didn't have a mom and uh, I got left in the street. I had to fight a bear only to find a home that I was later kicked out of and I was homeless. And then you're like at the, I mean, that's not Clarence Thomas's origin story, but I'm just saying that the less privileged you are, the further you are from white privilege, the more we have to listen to you privilege that you have. So you would think with a man with that kind of trial and tribulations, the perspective of a lifetime of a person as a black individual, my God, the perspective that he would be able to bring to these things shouldn't shouldn't be on the pinnacle of who we should just be listening to. Or what about Amy Comey Barrett? I mean, women should be making decisions for women. So you would think that maybe everyone should just be like, all right, you're the young lady here. So you make the decisions and then she could just make the decisions for everybody. No, 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 no. All we're hearing about is how three men, three men made a decision for women. And this is the dumbest line of reading. Okay, here, here, here's why this is so dumb. I'm, I'm going to pine that maybe if that's, uh, if that's the case, that men should not be making decisions for women at any juncture of time. It's dangerous. Men, they're only thinking for men. And so if they're only thinking for men, because here what we have 
are supposedly on paper, you got brilliant legal minds. They get all the way to the pinnacle of their career. And now they're making a legal decision. But since that legal decision, which is their exact expertise, would have an effect on women, how can they possibly make a decision on something that would affect women? So I'm going to say, if you're a lady, you don't want to get a George Washington bridge. You don't want to be on that bridge. I bet it was designed by, by a man. So you don't want to be on that bridge. I bet some of the cars that you drive sometimes, I bet those were designed by men. Teslas, you don't want to be in those. Elon Musk's a man. That thing might be dangerous. Truthfully, I think countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia that don't let women into cars, they probably have it right because they understand that as these things have been designed by men, it's dangerous to be a lady driving around. That car was designed by a man. That wasn't that wasn't made for you. And then by the same note, if I'm ever working in an office and I get pulled into the HR department for inappropriate behavior, I, what are you talking about? Inappropriate behavior? Are you you as a lady are going to invalidate? Can you imagine as a man being like, whoa, hold on a second, female HR lady as a lady? You're going to give an opinion on my behavior? How would you know the perspective of how a male should be operating in this office? I like this new world that we're going to live in, where only men can make decisions for men, only women can make decisions for women, but somehow we're supposed to just get together and get along and everyone's equal. All right, I don't understand it. So, you know, women, I think uh, according to this logic of the liberals, you should probably stay home. You're not safe out there in society. There's too many structures, building designs by engineers that were men. They didn't have you in mind. So, you know, just stay home where it's safe because men cannot be making decisions for you. If you ever get on a plane and you see a male pilot, you got to get off that thing. That guy's got a male perspective. That thing might end up right in the ocean. You don't want to be getting on that plane. Um... What else do I have on my list? Oh, and then this is fun. So you got these protests. You got these people going, how dare they let people in other states make decisions that might make sense for them? How did it's like the way and then they're like clogging traffic, which is great. You're probably clogging the road with someone else who's trying to get to a protest. That guy beeping at you is like, can, can you mind? I'm trying to get I got my own protest to go to. I'm all yeah, I'm on your side. Like, why would you clog the road of the other people in your state? of uh, Portland who probably share your exact opinion. No, you can't go to your protest because I'm going to have my protest on this here highway, New York City. Everyone's out on the streets. They can't tell us we can't have our, but you can have all the abortions you want. You can pop them like M&Ms. You want an abortion on Wednesday. You want to get another one on Thursday. You, you can even pull this. Pretend like you work in New York City because there's remote work. I mean, pretend you live somewhere else. And then every time you get abortion, take that vacation travel credit from your company as if you had to leave Texas. You know, just get an IP address like when you're living in Texas, the three or four abortions a year, you can start cashing in on that shit. Company's going to pay for it. And then just from New York, you know, or maybe out of solidarity for these people living in the states where they can't have it, you can get extra ones. So, yeah, you're out there and you're pro. What are you protesting? You're protesting that people in other states can't do what they want to do. All right, let's keep going. What else do I got on my list here? Um, all right, this was fun. This came from the liberal justices, and I actually think they're accurate. They were like, this is a violation of stardasis. There's no way that's the way it's pronounced. So let's just go with it. This is a violation of stardasis, which is essentially, hey, uh, we got to pretend like what the earlier one said was accurate because we got to cover our asses here. Because if we're not going with what the earlier court said, and just pretending like, hey, that's rule of law no matter what, well, then people realize we can make mistakes, and that kind of undermines the entire system, which, uh, to me, this entire system has been undermined. we got to throw out the whole thing. It's all a bunch of nonsense and garbage and bullshit. You know why? Because if we just overturn this thing, then that means that for 50 years, conservative Christians who view abortion as murder were forced to both fund it in their territories and allow for it unconstitutionally. So we just decided that for 50 years, it was against the constitution to force these people living in conservative areas 
to to witness or have to have your abortions in their backyard? How does that take 50 years to unwind? Or the new court's incorrect because, you know, they're just all a bunch of conservatives and they want to make, let the states make the decisions. Uh, but if not, I mean, if it takes 50 years to undo something and you force people to be a part of a murder that they don't want to be a part of for 50 full years, I think that's an indictment on the entire system. And now your big thing is everyone's getting pissed off at your Kavanaugh's and everyone going, hey, but when you 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 lie to them, yeah, yeah. We all lie in job interviews. All right. That's the way job interviews go. You, if anything, when you conduct a job interview, you're like, all right, you know what? I kind of like the way this guy lies to me. It makes me feel good. It's like you want the right yes man. You're like, I know that this guy's not going to get all of his work done because I've worked a job. No one does all their work at, at work. That's not what you go to work for. You go to work, you get a paycheck, and that's the game. How little work can I do? How much work can they make me do? And you know that that guy's going to lie to you a whole bunch because he's not going to do his job. He's going to be pretending to do his job. And like some people, when they're not getting their job done, it's fucking infuriating. And then there's other people you're like, I kind of like this guy. All right, he didn't get his job done. But, you know, so that's all you're really doing at a job interview. It's you're interviewing someone to see, can I tolerate this person's flavor of bullshit? That's what we do when you even date. You're like, you know, you're like, this bullshit kind of smells kind of good. I'll eat that asshole. You know, that's what you're doing. So anyways, everyone's all upset with the calves. They're upset with uh, with these other guys are going, you lied to us. And I watched these congressional. They, everyone goes the exact same way. They all lie. Every single judgment uh, person, they go, well, you, you got a track record of judging this way. Nope. I just interpret the law. Oh, I like Preston and I went overturn. Yeah, of course they were going to overturn it. We all knew it. When you asked the question, you knew that they were uh, going to overturn it. And you knew that that's why they wouldn't answer you directly. And that's why they didn't answer you directly. And guess what? That's uh, maybe we shouldn't even do job interviews or, you know, or they lied slickly enough. Maybe that's the entire thing you're doing on a job interview. You want to see, hey, can this person, because if he'll lie to me, that means he'll lie on behalf of the company. And we need good people out there representing the company. And so we need to make sure that they're slick liars. And so, you know, I like the way you lied to me. I'm hiring you. And now go, go, go use that skill that you just had on other people. All right, let's take a minute and let's uh, let's take a couple comments. Sections going nuts. Jim Quanalalton. Robbie is right. We need to trust the legal experts on Roe versus Wade. Good enough. Horse bear pronunciation star edis sizes. All right, good enough. I don't really care. Uh, based evening RIM. Let's go. Host bear. It's called Adderall. All right, fair enough. What else we got here? It's going to be a quick episode, everybody, because I just wanted to delve right into this thing. I spent all day, I read like 55 of those uh, 210 pages. Supreme Court decisions aren't that easy to read. They reference, they repeat, they don't tell you up front whose opinion it is. All right, so here's what you got the conservative justices are basically, they're like pro liberty of the states. They're looking at this thing and they're going to each state and they're going, hey, man, you do you. Why? It's not specifically a right that was put into the Bill of Rights and therefore it's left to the states to decide. And so they're not banning it. They actually say outright there's going to be some states that will probably have even looser abortion rights than what we would uh, like all the way up until the end zone. You know, as long as one hair, as long as you stop it at the line, nothing comes through those pussy lips. That's not a human being. And, you know, if that's the way your state sees it, you can take that thing out. And if you're in one of these other states, well, they're going to make their own decisions. But they, they kind of look at it with the perspective of the liberty of the states. Every state should be allowed to make their own decisions. And sometimes you look at that and you're like, all right, I understand that. We live in a democracy. 
he should be allowed to vote on things. And so people in the area, they can vote on the representatives. They're going to pass these laws. And so, you know, if you're in Texas and you're in a conservative area, you don't like the abortions, you don't have it. They live in New York and you want it, you can have it. You're like, okay, sounds somewhat reasonable. They're not banning it. They're leaving it to the states and you'll be able to travel to the other states. Uh, part of what I like about this is I do think that uh, life should basically be able to come with the rights of people to discriminate and not be around what they think is baby murder. So if you're a bunch of Christian conservatives and you don't like this thing, even if you don't have to fund it, maybe you don't want to see the thing in your town. You feel like it erodes this. You're into spirituality. You're into bringing God into the world. You're into whatever your religion is. And you're like, I don't like that that thing's on the street corner. I think it undermines our entire operation. Let's be, you know, puts a liberal attitude towards uh, towards everything that's going on. I don't like the fact that they're sacrificing uh, babies to their demon lords of Molech so that, you know, Nancy Pelosi can get more pallets for her face. You see how nice uh, Biden's legs look? That's because I told you underneath these people's clothes, they're showering in baby blood and uh, <laughs> keeping themselves useful. The thing that's very irritating about the uh, su Supreme Court decision here is I would think you would, if you guys are legal experts, wouldn't you make a decision on whether or not something's baby murder? I mean, wouldn't the approach here be, hey, this either is or is not baby murder? And now maybe that's not one of the things that's supposed to be in the Bill of Rights. Maybe if like I go out and I kill somebody, that that's left to some other groups of law. The Bill of Rights is between me and government and whether or not what they can legislate. But I would think, you know, murder is illegal. So you bring, you get the most brilliant legal minds on the thing and they're like, all right, we're going to make one determination about when or when not killing someone is considered murder. We got this baby category. It's a little bit different than the living human being category because it's inside someone's stomach. It's relying on the lady. It's not a fully realized individual. So let's get our most brilliant legal scholars. Let's have them make a decision about whether something is murder and probably shouldn't have a religious perspective. And then if it is murder, then you can't do it. If it's not murder, you can't do that. But the Supreme Court in classic lazy fashion, they kick it out and they go, nope, we're going to let some other people decide that. We're going to leave that to the states. The liberals on the other side, they like the idea that you should have the ability to make your own decision and it shouldn't be interrupted by the democratic process. They're actually anti-democracy here that each individual should be able to make their own decision and that there's some things that should not be in the hand of the democratic process. We're like my, all my neighbors, I should just be able to, let's just say I want to build the world's biggest tree in the middle of my property for no reason. And I want to put a big old butthole on the top of it. I want to put up a picture of a butthole on the giant of a huge flagpole. And now the flagpole, this isn't a dangerous flagpole. The thing's not going to fall over, but I want to build a big ass fucking pole all the way to the heavens with a big flag of a butthole on it. So I should be allowed to do that because I'm an individual and it shouldn't be that the other people around me can vote that I can't put the big butthole flag up in the middle of my property. So they got a different definition of, you know, freedom. That the freedom is you should have protected rights as an individual. And so you shouldn't live amongst other people that can make any sort of a dictation on how you would be as an individual. And I'm not making a statement about which of these two ways of looking at liberty are necessarily better. I'm just telling you, here's the breakdown of the way, at least in regards to this particular case, they're looking at it. Now, do the liberals take this attitude on individual liberty on every single case? Does the, do the conservatives know? They just play some dumb game where they pick what works for them on any given case based on the outcome that they're looking for. And then we play this really dumb game where it's like, hey, if that guy died, I try and get my guy on it so that you can flip laws. The whole thing is stupid, but I'm just telling you, at least here's the arguments that these people put forward. All right. Now, here are some specific oddities 
from the text of this. And are we going to go too deep into the text? No, I just, I highlighted it. So you don't have to go read the whole thing to find a couple interesting paragraphs. I highlighted a couple interesting paragraphs here. Here's the first one. Ordered liberty sets limits and defines the boundary between, this is from the conservative side. This is from, I, I think it was the first decision in there. Uh, ordered liberty sets limits and defines the boundaries between competing interests. Roe and Casey each struck a particular balance between the interest of a woman who wants an abortion and the interest of what they termed potential life. Roe. Uh, emphasis de deleted. Casey 505, U.S. at 852. But the people of the various states may evaluate those interests differently. In some states, voters may believe that the abortion right should be even more extensive than the right that Roe and Casey recognize. Voters in other states may wish to impose tight restrictions based on their belief that abortion destroys an unborn human being. Our nation's historical understanding of ordered liberty does not prevent the people's elected representatives from deciding on how abortion should be regulated. So I would think you would go, hey, either this is death or it's not death. Instead, what they go is we're not going to make a determination about how whether this is death or not death, because that's left open to reasonable debate. But then that's the case. Why is it that the state should decide instead of the individual? So they like this category of ordered liberty that you can have freedom, but it's got to be within some sort of a structure where I guess people are voting about the thing that you can have. But then why, why can't you just make that decision as an individual? If they're actually coming to the determination that we cannot make an evaluation about whether or not this is moral or immoral because there's people on both sides of this thing. And so, you know, more localized government should make the decision. So then why can't it just be that me as an individual can make the decisions? That would be my question for the conservatives here. Here's another oddity. These attempts to justify abortion through appeals to a broader right to autonomy and to define one's concept of existence prove too much. Those criteria at a high level of generality could license fundamental rights to illicit drug use, prostitution, and the like. See compassion in dying versus Washington, dissenting from denial. None of these rights has any claim being deeply rooted in history. So us, do you think you shouldn't have a right to be with a prostitute or that you shouldn't have a right to drug use? Because that's actually what the conservatives are uh, arguing here, that there, for, in order for there to be ordered liberty, you need to be able to live in a territory of people who would make a determination about whether or not these things should exist in society, but you shouldn't have an individual right to go ahead and do it, which maybe that's true. Maybe if I live in a nice area, I don't want to be able to have to have a whorehouse there. Uh, and so I should be able to have licensing laws or otherwise to go, hey, no whorehouses over there. All right. So these are the oddities to me amongst the conservative opinion. Now let's read the liberal opinion. The court knew that Americans hold profoundly different views about the morality of terminating a pregnancy, even in its earliest stage. And the court recognized that the state has legitimate interest from the outset of the pregnancy in protecting the life of the fetus that may become a child. So the court struck a balance, as it often does, when values and goals compete. So they struck a balance on baby murder. That's the opinion of the liberals. The liberals don't go, hey, this isn't baby murder. They go, we've got opinions on both sides. And so we went for the balance. And so you got these people. It all balances out. You got the people that want baby murder all the way to the end. And you got those people that want baby murder not at all. So we're going to just have an arbitrary line in the middle of when you can and can't have a baby murder. All right. And then I'm going to read this because the other argument that they seem to make, well, I, I might have gotten into this earlier, but one of their big ones is uh, originally, even though I didn't see it anywhere here, it's like your right to privacy. 
So I get it. Like if you're doing abortions, no one knows about it. No one like can know about it. You, you get a delivery in the mail. Some guy comes over like your drug dealer and he attends to it and no one would know about it. So then how can the police possibly regulate that? Cause you got a right to privacy. I someone understand that, but it's not too private when you've got buildings paid for by government that do the, that do it. And people are walking around in shirts and go, how dare you not let me do this thing. That's not privacy. You know, privacy is when you quickly throw your butt plugs under the table, you delete your gay porn history. You're like, shit, I wasn't expecting guests today. You quickly try and throw people into, into your toilet. You flush it. You take all your garbage that you don't clean up because you're a lazy person. You throw it under the bed. That's privacy. That's not uh, putting putting up big buildings that say, hey, like if you went to take a tour of your local abortion clinic, are you going to pretend like there isn't the vacuum there? That, that's as public as you can get. So even that, I mean, that was the old argument. Now I'm getting all ADD here because uh, that one I didn't even see in this decision at all. But one of the big things that I seem to see the argument being is that it would be undue hardship. And so it almost seems like an abortion as a convenience argument. And if we're going to make uh, decisions based off of undue hardships, can I stop paying taxes? I find it both inconvenient and hard. Like if that if, if the basis by which, you know, something should be allowed is because it's going to create undue hardship. Let's get rid of taxes. I, I mean, that adds up in my head. I feel like that's a perfectly reasonable way to go about it. All right, here's one more piece. And then we're going to come to our conclusions. Quick episode, run your mouth. Here we go. Oh, but you know what? Before I do that, why not plug? Yo, Crate, I'm home with a $6 kilo. Put yourself a kilo of Kratom. It's summer. Treat yourself if you're over the age of 21. You know, have yourself a nice time. Get yourself some of those train wreck pills. Maybe take a train wreck and you can read this whole thing. You'll be able to focus, read this whole thing to top to bottom. And you go, man, Rob is really cherry picking random articles for no reason. But you wouldn't know that unless you had the Kratom focus of a single train wreck pill, which is the way I like it. I, I find it's focusing. Might not focus you. There's no claims here of how it might work for you. I can't be making those kind of claims. And I wouldn't know. I don't know your chemistry. I don't even know the way Kratom works. I just know that I like it when I got long documents to read. All right, let's continue. Here's the last thing for uh, for liberals. And it held that the state could prohibit abortions after fetal viability so long as the ban contained exception to safeguard a woman's life or health. This was the old law with Roe that it uh, revolves around fetal availability. So I, I'd almost like to call this bluff. If we ended up with like fetal uh, viability from day one, would, uh, would the liberals still stand by that one? Uh, and then why, if it's all about fetal viability, then why do they allow for abortions all the way into like late term? So I don't even like, it seems like that that's, that might be like a reasonable basis for then having the conversation about whether or not it's murder or not murder, but they seem to just kind of throw it out there, but they don't even want to really stand by it. All right, let's continue. It held that even before viability, the state could regulate the abortion procedure in multiple and meaningful ways. But until the viability line was crossed, the court held the state could not impose a substantial obstacle on a woman's right to elect the procedure as she, not the government, thought proper in light of all circumstances and complexity of her own life. Today, the court discards that balance. Remember, it was a bad we had a good balance on when you can and can't commit murder. Uh, the court discards that balance. It says that from the very moment of fertilization, a woman has no rights to speak of. A state can force her to bring a pregnancy to term, even at the steepest personal and familial costs. So first, let's start with this. The second part of it, even at the steepest personal and familial costs. I don't I just don't like any arguments. It, the conversation should be about whether or not there's the time period that we don't consider this to be death. There should not be a conversation about convenience like the otherwise, like, let's say I'm poor. I got a medical procedure coming up. I'm, I just got fired from my job. I got no money. I got a wealthy dad. I'm in his will. And there's a million dollars over there. If Am I allowed to go hire someone to kill my dad? 
because it would uh, it would really change my life. It would really make my life a lot better. Can I can I go and, and engage in robbing somebody some of the times if it would make my life better? I haven't gotten pussy in a whole year. Can I go rape somebody? I feel really bad on my, myself because I haven't gotten laid for a while. I don't understand the convenience arguments in any capacity. Either it's murder, in which case you can't do it, or it's not murder, in which case you can go ahead and do it. Oh, what are we gonna have slavery? It's really convenient that I don't have to I don't have to work. If I can't have that slave, then I gotta show up every day and I gotta actually get the work done. I don't understand the convenience arguments. And then I also don't really understand the usage of this word force. If a state can force her to bring uh, a bring a pregnancy to term, um, and that like it's it, it, it would be like bringing the pregnancy to term is kind of the natural course of action. Like they're not forcing you to be pregnant. You chose to be pregnant. And now if uninterrupted, you will continue to be pregnant. So they would be removing your ability to go take an action that would interrupt what would either uh, that what would otherwise be the natural course of action. So I just like I'm not firstly once I once I, I said at the beginning I got no opinions on this whole thing. You want to go get a Porsche? Go to you. I don't care. I actually agree more with this uh, with kind of the takeaway of if this seems to be in some sort of like a gray area that people don't want to make a decision about it. You know, you got the Supreme Court themselves. They don't want to make a, have a conversation about what is or was not murder. So if that's the case, then let's just leave this to higher powers. Uh, all right. So here was one more piece from the liberals. And then we're going to come to the conclusion. All buttoned up. Liberals, those legal concepts, one might even say, have gone far toward defining what it means to be an American. For in this nation, we do not believe that a government controlling all private choices is compatible with the free people. So we do not, as the majority insists today, place everything within the reach of the majorities and government officials. West Virginia, we believe in a constitution that puts some issues off limits to majority rule. Even in the place of public opposition, we uphold the right of individuals, yes, including women, to make their own choices and chart their own futures, or at least we did once. So this is interesting because and now you see what I'm saying. You got a different outlook on what freedom and liberty is. The Supreme Court of, uh, of the conservatives think that you need some sort of an ordered liberty where you and other people can vote to restrict somebody else's liberty. And then the liberals here, they think that, no, there's some things that should be off the table that no one should be allowed to vote on to take away from you. Uh, and in this case, the example would be abortion. I can't think of another example. So here, we're, we're going to button this down to a conclusion. This whole thing, we should be having an actual conversation outside of a religious perspective of what is or is not considered murder. Uh, if the conservatives don't want to stand forward and say, hey, we consider this to be murder, and here's the reason why it's considered to be murder, right? Then why would, like... Uh, I guess why why should well, yeah why should states be allowed to restrict their liberty or if they think that it is considered murder then why would they also allow states to go do it like you we should be making an actual decision here about whether or not this is or is not murder and now I would put to the people that say that it's not murder so I would ask well what gives you the right to not be murdered is it like there's a magical thing that when you cross through that pussy lip threshold it's like getting over the touchdown line and so now you're a human being and any time prior to that, you're not considered a human being like there was some sort of a process of nature. Right. Or God, whatever you want to whatever you want to give it up to. Then in some ways we go, you're you are a human being. And so you have the right to not be murdered. So why is that not given to your kid? Is that because I guess like they're in some sort of a uh, like uh, reliant on you stage? I don't know. I'm just saying like that would be uh 
that would be the argument. We got to ditch this, whether or not it's convenient. That, that should not be a part of the conversation whatsoever. The conversation should solely be around uh, whether or not it's uh, whether or not it's murder. Now, one kicker to the murder thing, which I do think is somewhat interesting, maybe you can make the argument that the distinction between this murder and other murders is that if you walk into the street and you shoot someone with a gun, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's might shoot other people with guns. And so I have to go put him in jail. Now you might look at jail from two perspectives. You might see it that it's punitive, that it's in the hands of man to punish another person so that they can redeem their soul. Or you could say that it's there, you know, to make sure that they don't commit more crimes, right? That we got to teach them a lesson or they're so dangerous. We got to lock them up and we got to keep them away from other individuals. But now does that also apply to abortion? If someone's taken, you know, kind of a weird stance against their own offspring. Am I also concerned that they're going to be killing other kids? Or am I concerned that they're going to like, I, I, we can categorically all understand that there is a little bit of a differentiation between something that's walking around and talking and then something that is within your womb. There is a, there is a little bit of a difference there. So I actually think that someone who is willing to kill something that's inside of the room is also going to go kill a living, walking around human being. And maybe if the majority of for the reason why we we prevent like like maybe it's not even for us to judge. You leave that you leave that shit. You leave judgment to God. And the reason why we punish people is to prevent future crimes. But in this case, there isn't a risk of future crime. And so we can make a slight distinction and go, you know what? This one's a little bit weird. Uh, so we'll leave it to you. Now, on that note, this was my overlying philosophy and I stick to it. Your body, your choice. Just don't be so yelly about it. Like, I don't want to have to think about these things. I don't find this topic to be, uh, well, I do find it to be very interesting, but I don't find that I want to dig in enough to come to one sort of firm conclusion. And I feel like everyone's got an opinion. So just don't be so yelly about it. I mean, I just yelled for two hours, but I just yelled to say that everyone else was dumb for having an opinion. I feel like you should have your opinion. It should be between you and your higher power. And just, you know, just just go do it and don't fucking tell me about it. The whole fucking topic's annoying and it gets in the way of other things that are more important to me, which is like, you know, let's not have government spend all the money so that we starve to death. Uh, I do think the argument of the conservatives that this should be left up to the states. Uh, the reason being that you need this, uh, what do they call it? It was the organized liberty. So I would say that within that logic, why can't we make this just more local? Like, I, I do think that there is uh, an undervalued right of discrimination, which is if you want to go start a community of all Christian conservatives and you guys want to live in the path of God. So I understand why you'd want to discriminate against other individuals not coming in there, like the way the Amish live. Can you imagine if like Donald Trump showed up into Amishville and he said, I'm going to build a casino here? We'd all go, yeah, that's going to kind of ruin the Amish experience. Or imagine if I had like a big open land and we were the community of farters and we like just farting all the time. And then a bunch of like non-farters showed up. We go, all right, you shouldn't be living here. So I think in a more localized sense, because the problem is like when Texas makes the decision for all of Texas, you got a lot of people living there. But on a county to county basis, I totally understand that it's not just like there is something to be said for not just like your individual freedom, which also big fan of individual freedom. And I guess if you didn't have government here, you could have the licensing law. I mean, you could have basically, I'm buying a big enough plot of land if I can afford it, that I don't have to see your big old butthole sign, which is what I was talking about earlier. Uh, but I think within, I, I do think that there's a, a topic that we almost don't talk about, which is that you should have the freedom to discriminate. And then it's great. The people that don't like you will go associate amongst themselves. They'll be nice to each other. And then, you know, hey, those people don't like me. I don't have to go over there. I don't know why so, so many minority groups have such low self-esteem 
Like I'm Jewish, we're a minority. Do I think that every single area, if it was left up to them, would turn into Nazi Germany? And they'd be like, yeah, we don't want Jews here. I don't think that would happen. Why do you think that would happen to you? You think you're so unlikable? Do you actually think there's so much hate in the world or that whatever branch of minority you are is so terrible that everyone would instantly be like, we don't want these people around? Or do you think it's more likely that the very small concentration of racists might decide that they wanted to go live in white world and then you wouldn't have to do, you wouldn't have to walk around your whole life debating who is and who isn't racist. You'd be like, this is amazing. There's one town in Pennsylvania that I will never go to that I know is full of the minority of people that don't like me. And guess what? That little minority land might realize, hey, our life kind of sucks when we're hateful because people don't really like us when we're hateful in the open. We don't have the same economic opportunities. It kind of sucks living here. And then they might realize, oh, that was a bad philosophy. The same is if you had a community where you could go have, uh, you know, no government supported health care and everyone saw, hey, wow, whatever they're providing over there is working a lot better than over here. You could start seeing how these ideas would play out. Freedom of discrimination. We're going to come back to that at a future point in time because I do think that it would be helpful for, for humanity. Uh, and then we'll just come to the last point, which is let's all agree that this Supreme Court thing is fucking stupid. It just doesn't make any sense. So you could have some a law in the books for 50 whole years that forces communities of people to have something that they don't want. You got these most brilliant minds that aren't having a conversation about what is or isn't murder. You've got liberals that are clearly advocating for, at times, murder of convenience, which just shouldn't exist. I mean, we should just have a conversation at the beginning and be like, all right, let's have a conversation about what shouldn't be considered murder. We shouldn't be having a conversation about uh, murders because they are convenient. And that's our episode. Uh, so go buy sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. and get 20% off. It's the summer months. I don't wear the, I don't run my air conditioner because I'm cheap as fuck, dude. Same as I was cold in the winter. I got sweaty balls all summer, except not my balls because I'm wearing sheath. Everything else is sweaty. You know how bad my balls would be? You know how much swamp ass I would have? I would show up. I'd sit down in your car and be like, well, you just get out of a pool? What the fuck is all this swamp ass? And I'd be like, well, I, you know, I don't run the air conditioner because I'm cheap. I'm sorry. I should have showered. I did shower, but I get sweaty. You know what I do? I just wear sheathunderwear.com. No swamp ass, no ball sweat, clean, pristine nuts. It's like a baby's fucking surface down there. Not that I'm looking at baby generals, so why would I know that? I wouldn't know that. All right, that's it. I hope you enjoyed our episode exploring the stupidity of our Supreme Court and current system. I hope you leave this even more confused than you are when you came in. I hope you realize that uh, opinions are overrated. And, you know, people should be able to make more decisions for themselves. All right, let's take a couple comments and uh, that's it. Dingus Khan, Robbie, I took a date to see you in Chicago and said, all right, I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. I'm not competing with Dave. Dave's a fucking killer comic. I don't know why. Uh, so fake news. David Allen. I like that. Uh, that's let's call it pussy lip doctrine. Thank you. I worked on that one myself. Andy Blue, digging elbows deep in that shirt. <laughs> Fair enough. David Allen. Not all killing is murder, but it is alive in a human, so it should have due process before it is deprived of life. All right, we'll take a couple more. Andy Blue, Civil Rights Act of 1965, remove the right to discriminate. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but imagine trying to get up in front of the Supreme Court and argue for a right to discrimination. People go, oh, you're trying to get rid of all these other minorities and be like, I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm just saying that people that hate minorities, why are you going to force them to live with it? Let, let them go do their own thing. And then the minorities don't have to live with the people that hate them. Uh, David Allen, there are three purposes. Jail is punishment, retribution, rehabilitation, protecting society from them. This guy is pro-cop all the way. All right, here we go. Here's the last one. Miss Fidoni, Robbie, and Dave killed it in Chicago. There you go. Dude, Dave fucking murders. Uh, and I love watching his act. Not only do I love watching his act, but I, I, I miss the old LOL days 
when uh, he was getting up every night in front of absolute strangers. And I watched him work out of a lot of Libertas in front of rooms that I would have otherwise thought were completely hostile to those ideas. And it's also particularly fun when we start getting on a string of shows, because then I can see him working on like the really new stuff on topics that just happened. Because uh, like he, he's, he's really good at something just happened in the news. And then the live pods are also really cool, because then I get to see him work more of that muscle where like he's just kind of taking everything and making it funny all right that is it for our show thank you for everyone to hang out last one also called freedom association it's in the first amendment there you go maybe it's been there the whole time later dudes